So, Mr. Paul Appleby uh, is the uh, recovery consultant and CEO for Counseling and Consultants, etc. LLC. Uh, Paul Appleby received a Bachelor's of Arts degree at the, in Psychology from the University of San Diego in California in 1983. He's a licensed independent substance abuse counselor and currently the CEO of Counseling and Consultant, etc. LLC. Paul has played his life since his recovery to helping others. Um, how he's been helped, he has uh, collaborated with a wide range of organizations providing prevention, intervention, and recovery services. Paul is a recovery specialist, a community liaison, and an advocate for the voiceless. And he is one of our biggest advocates for our young people on our campus, helping young people one-on-one -on -one and working with our staff. So um, please, everybody, um, please help me to welcome uh, Mr. Paul Appleby. Probably. Thank you. Oh, well, thank you very much for inviting me. As you said, that change maker has, has been on my heart from the start. And when you all had invited me to come in and share um, my history and my life, hopefully, of course, to help these students learn how to live a healthier, more productive lifestyle with a yes, I can attitude. Uh, I speak from that position because of my own personal history of things that I've gone through in my life that has led me to into uh, not only substance addiction, but self-destructive actions and behaviors. And it was only through uh, me going through experiencing these things and learning about why I was doing what I was doing that led me to be who I am right now today. And so I am very thrilled and I'm happy to be able to speak and I hope there, there are a few parents on, on the line, along with some other youngsters, as well as this incredible staff with, with Changemaker, so that we can communicate on how to kind of deal with the stress related to dealing with this uh, coronavirus and its impact on us and our homes, uh, our, 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 even, even when and how we use the restroom. So it, it has impacted us on every level. And I think that not having an understanding about why and how we feel the way we do when we threatened, and because that's what it is, it's, it has thoroughly threatened our entire lives and our families as well as our communities, our jobs, as you can see, the impact what's happening around the world, uh, let alone what's happening in our own households uh, with, this, with the threat of this virus. And to me, when I look at it and I feel the fears related to, to, to the threat, uh, I know that what I've done and what has happened to me and how I have worked through my trials and my tribulations that I, I can be a help prayerfully in this situation here uh, today in the, town, in the town hall. So with that, are there any questions? Well, in talking with my wife first about the, uh, about the virus, as you can see on the screen, there is an introduction. There is the, the agenda, and I'm going to try and stick with the agenda, but most importantly, I would like to invite the community to engage in sharing what they're thinking and what they're feeling uh, uh, about the experiences that they're having. Uh, we know that uh, our households right now is, 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 I won't say congested, it's the people who there are supposed to be there. But we, at some point in time, uh, prior to this virus, could get out and experience life uh, the way that we do it 
whether it's at work, <clears throat> whether it's out on hanging out with our friends or going out bowling and those type things that we're unable to do has caused this unsurety in reference to what's going to happen to us. So I heard the fears. I uh, Marilyn has sent me to, uh, uh, an outline of what some of the fears, the anxieties, and 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 uh, that are impacting our folks, uh, and hopefully uh, uh, we can look at that. So first of all, let me say this: because it's such an impact in our lives when we're threatened and we're acting certain ways, and we're acting in ways that we think or we feel that that are right, and then others are telling us that that they are uh, wrong. When you look at the the going to the store, the hoarding of toilet tissue or or even Top Ramen. I don't know if you all know it or not, but Top Ramen is full of sodium. <laughs> and I seen a, I seen a gentleman whose house was full, uh, every almost every room, and it had a different flavor in each room, whether the shrimp, the beef, or the chicken. Uh, and so he may escape he may escape the virus, but man, his blood pressure gonna be off <laughs> off the charts. So these efforts and these and these choices and decisions that we're making are for, in our minds, the best way to go. But when we're making decisions based on stress or anxiety, on fears, uh, and, and related to that, it's at that point sometimes we can make unhealthy choices uh, that, that lead us to unhealthy consequences. So the first thing uh, in this introduction, because I want to keep all of us on the same page and not anyone feel judged or anyone feel shame or, or guilt or, or, or blame for anything. Let me say this is an opportunity to learn how to deal with our stressful situations in healthier, more productive ways. I, I, through my experience and the folks that I work with who think they are making the, the right choices and you go in and you try and help them to make uh, uh, maybe a better choice. Sometimes we fall into the area of being judged right or wrong. So I don't deal with being right or wrong. I deal with is it healthy or unhealthy? Only because it's it's tough to say uh, to someone, uh, and I ask them, do you uh, think it's healthy to drink a, a pint of liquor uh, uh, two or three days in a row? And if they said, they say, you can't say whether that's right or wrong because at that point they're doing it, they think that they're right. But then when you ask, is it healthy or unhealthy? Then they have to really hopefully, prayerfully, if they want to change, make a healthier choice. So where we're at now, uh, and we're backed up into this, this corner and we, we don't know which way to go. We're looking at television, we're listening to the media, we're being impacted by all of this fear that is happening across the world and no one knowing what to do. So we don't have those answers. Some of us are out of jobs. Some of us are worried about losing resources uh, that, we've, that we've accumulated. We may not be able to make enough money. We have all of this thing and we're looking so far in the future that we're not being mindful of what's happen, happening before us. And the, 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 true, the true art of of change and, and making a difference in our lives because we cannot stop the virus. Uh, we cannot stop what's happening around us. The virus is dominating everywhere. And, and if we keep our focus on that virus, we can't and we can hardly think about what we need to do with our next steps, even for ourselves to stay healthy or our family members to stay healthy. 
Is that understandable? Am I talking? Am I talking clearly? I, I, oh, okay. So there's no response back to me when I'm talking. Okay. So, so, so. I think everyone uh, has their phone yeah. muted. No, Excuse yeah. Me? I had to swipe the button. I think. Okay. Yeah, I think everybody no, muted. Because I want to yeah. make it a conversation too. I don't want to just be. Like I'm just bumping my gums, you know. Right. So, so, so I just want to make sure that we can we can use there's a response uh, back to me. Uh, so, what we hope to do, what we hope to do today, is you look at this framework. Uh, I wanted to de I designed it in alignment with change makers, since this is about and from change maker and the change maker community. We're looking at the competencies that all the students are obligated to follow. And, and, it's, and it's been off the hook for me because I used it when I'm talking to some of our young people and trying to get them clued in to the magic of, change, of making healthy changes in your life. And that's, that's why we have change makers. So if you look at the first uh, change maker competency, and these I put these in place so we can look at them and we can get on the same page and work in alignment with these things because these competencies, because this is what it's going to take for us to learn to make healthier choices in such times like these in which we cannot control what's happening on the outside and all around. We can control and change that what's happening for us on the inside and how we think and how we feel, that's our, that's up to us. And we'll talk about that a little, little bit later just to show you a, a couple of uh, uh, um, uh, slides. That, that focuses on how we can make healthier, mindful choices and decisions in our life. But these, these pieces here are important. So when you look at empathy, and, and uh, I'm just gonna read a couple of these, I don't, uh, and hopefully if you want this, uh, some of this PowerPoint, uh, they can be sent to you. But empathy is that students are able to identify and relate to the challenges of their, uh, of their peers and future uh, change maker students. So us as a community, if we're following this model, it looks like this. As a community, we will identify and relate to the current challenges we are facing and ready ourselves uh, in whatever challenges we might face in the future. Again, I'm, I'm tying this into hopefully some of the things that you can do to kind of uh, uh, ease yourself of some of the panic, uh, some of the fears, uh, some of the anxiety and, and hopelessness that's existing right now in our lives. Not everyone, but most of us uh, find ourselves faced with this. So empathy and understanding what's going on with those around us, our children, our wives, other folks in our family, in our, in our community, and the fears and how uh, it's affecting and impacting their lives. Uh, now, you could ask a question at any point. Uh, teamwork. Uh, students collaborate with peers to put into action sustainable solutions. What's going to help in the long run? Sustainable, not just uh, 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 here's, here's, here's a problem that we're facing. Can I get that done now? We don't know how long uh, this virus is going to dominate the world around us. So the solutions that we have to make as a team in our homes, in our communities, must be sustainable. And so as a community agreement, it's that bold that I'll be reading. I'm sorry I didn't make that clear in the beginning. 
so as individuals, families, and community members, we will collaborate and put into action uh, so it should be sustainable solutions. I'm looking at pictures there uh, and people. Uh, uh, problem solving. Students are able to analyze uh, social problems and find solutions that best resolve these, uh, their, these issues. So as, our, as in our family, in our homes, right now we will, uh, or during this process that we're in currently, uh, in this town hall, we will identify, analyze, and share concerns related to the anxiety, fears, frustrations, and questions the uh, coronavirus uh, uh, that's caused by that we have concerning the coronavirus, uh, the COVID. Uh, I think I misspelled that. Nineteen, uh, and and discuss meaningful solutions that lead to holistic wellness uh, resolution. I can't bring, can you bring that up a little bit, the leadership? Uh-oh, we went off to the other page. Uh, uh, okay. Yeah, something here. What is this? Check if you want to switch. I don't want to, don't switch. I don't know how to get this off my screen. Oh, there we go. Okay, leadership. Students are confident uh, and, and capable uh, mediating in unjust situations. Uh, they are able to step up and follow through with solutions. So what we're doing today and we're talking about this change, we who are capable and going to assume leadership in our own homes. And these are some of the things that we must be confident and we can't be shaken by the fears and anxieties that we're facing. We know they are natural and normal, but we cannot be paralyzed by our fears to where we can't make the next healthy choice uh, because of some fear that we're facing that is so far down the line. We don't know how long this is going to last. We don't, but if we get stuck on it, uh, we won't be able to make the next healthy choice. So we will take, as a leader, we will take the challenge to honestly share our, 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 our truth uh, with others uh, and without feeling guilty or shame or, or just and trust the process uh, to help us take the lead to help others as we ourselves are being helped. Uh, I can't, I didn't see that part. Something about the rule. Any, anyway, so what we need to, okay, uh, take the lead to help others as we ourselves are being helped. That's the, our rule in this group. That's the first rule in this group is trust this process. And what's said in this group was said in this conference, stays in this conference. Uh, th that's important. I say that for people who aren't used to speaking about their truths uh, and, and able to trust. But in order to make change or have change in your life, as I said earlier, I had to go into a process of change and I had to share what my fears were. I had to share why I made unhealthy choices uh, to be caught up in substance addiction and 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 to con to continue to be there and losing not only my freedom uh, but losing my self respect and those type things. So we've made some choices and decisions in this in this uh, situation and circumstance right now that we're not proud of. But those fears and those type of things, uh, the the frustrations that you're having, I hope that you can share some of that today. And we're coming up to that point till you be able uh, to to do that. I'm ready for the next slide. 
But first, before we go forward, uh, this, I want to share some terminology uh, with you so that we are uh, on the same uh, page. I have a definition here of, of, of mindfulness, and it's pretty long. So I'm going to kind of paraphrase it just a little bit. But what it is, it's a, the mindfulness is a, is a state achieved by focusing awareness on the present moment right now while calmly acknowledging and accepting one's feelings, thoughts, and bodily sensation used as, and it's used as a therapeutic uh, te uh, technique. So mindfulness is the ability to, no matter what's happening around us, uh, to stay uh, patient, to stay calm, to stay aware of who we are in the midst of this virus and, and, and its impact on the world around us, our family members. If, we, if we're driving a car, if you're driving a car uh, and your ability to, 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 to focus is in front of you, you cannot, first of all, drive looking in the rearview mirror. If you do that, you're going to wreck. And if you drive looking too far down the road and you're not looking at the crosswalk in front of you, you're liable to kill somebody, probably yourself. So mindfulness, we, we're going to be talking about that a bit today. So getting on the same page with mindfulness is being able to uh, know that the anxieties, the fears, know what the truths are around us and what's happening and the things that we cannot control, but having a greater understanding that the only thing that we can control and the only thing that we can change is how we feel, think, and behave for ourselves in the midst of this madness. If we want peace, we have to focus on that. If we want anxiety, we're going to see anxiety, and we're going to focus on that. So if I say to you, don't think about a pink elephant with tennis shoes. Don't think about a pink elephant with tennis shoes. Don't you dare think about a pink elephant with tennis shoes. Well, what happens? Because in order not, not to think about it, you got to think about it. Your focus is not there. So, so mindfulness is as is, is simple as paying attention, living in the moment, uh, accepting yourself and treating yourself with respect uh, and, and, and others as well. And, 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 and this could be a simple uh, uh, mindfulness exercise is focus on your breathing for five seconds. Let's just do that so you can have a, 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 a let's do it for 10 seconds and just focus on your breathing. You inhale, exhale, inhale. Exhale, inhale, exhale. So mindfulness would be, how do you feel when you're breathing? What does it feel like coming in through your nostrils when you inhale? When you exhale, what's happening to your chest and stomach? Are you breathing and inhaling all the way down to your diaphragm or are you just inhaling to your lungs? And when you exhale, when you're blowing it out, are you blowing it out? out through your nose or your mouth, what does that feel like in your nostrils? What does it feel like in your mouth? Well, there's a little hair, some of us got hairs in our nose, and you can feel a little tickle in there. That mindfulness is being able to focus on those little particular things. And if you're focusing on, on those particular things, those things like that, then you're not focusing so much on what's happening in the world outside of your, your home, mindfulness. 
knowing the who and you to deal more effectively with the dim and day uh, in such a time like this. Uh, our whole process of talking and communicating right now is knowing that everybody is going through some suffering. Everybody's going through some fears, some anxieties. Everybody, everybody is. And if you're the leader in your household, if, if dominating you and you can't uh, seem to get yourself calm and under control, what do you think will happen to your family, your family members? And youngsters, too. And it's important that you know, because as I talk to the youngsters in, the, in school, they have to understand who they are and, and be okay with who they are be, to deal with the people and the, the other students around them, because students sometimes can be cruel. They can be cruel if you're wearing your clothes and according to them, not right. If you're a little overweight or your, 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 your hair is not just right and, and, the, and the, uh, the abuse that they have to take from folks talking about them. And then it impacts their lives in such a way that it affects their grades. It affects the way that they, it affects them, it, the, the way that they carry themselves in the classroom. Teachers as well, same thing. Uh, when, when knowing who you are, and then you have to deal with students sometimes who are struggling in the morning. Maybe they haven't had breakfast. Uh, uh, maybe they got a beating last night and they don't understand why. And they come to the classroom, it's not the person, you're not the person that beat them, but you're definitely an adult. And so they feel free enough and in their, in their minds it's right to go ahead and defend themselves against the adult in the room, which may be you. And so if you don't understand that that's where that's coming from, maybe you take that personal and maybe you take it home and you can't sleep at night. Well, when you look at it from that perspective, that's the same thing what's happening with the virus uh, outside of us. We cannot control it, but we have some fears associated with it because it's impacting our lives in that way. So having that knowledge and understanding about yourself will help you to deal in this type moments. Now, and the way that we're going to do that today uh, and focus as we get into <clears throat> I want to call it the treatment stage, but the but the the stage to uh, that's going to lead us into learning how to be mindful when we get into phase uh, four, uh, practicing these the strategies of mindfulness. Uh, we're going to be working to try and be calm, trying to be healthy, uh, trying to be strong, trying to be aware of what's affecting us and what I call the four domains. We got a picture of that, right? We can pop to uh, slide slide two really quickly. Can we do that? Is that quick for you? Looking at the four domain right there. Looking at that, and we're gonna pop back in a second because the next thing that we're gonna do is uh, allow uh, everyone to kind of express what their fears and that type of thing are. Is it when you look at this? It says, "Is it true?" that we can choose wellness no matter what mental, emotional, uh, physical, social, or spiritual condition we are experiencing at any given time. So as, as you're sharing and you're talking, I want us to all listen. And you will hear people expressing uh, their comments from the physical side of themselves, the fear of dying or getting sick. Uh, that's a physical expression and, and, and it's impacted by what's going on around us emotional the fears and the mental when we're thinking about what may happen or we don't know what uh happened and we find ourselves uh in a sense of hopelessness there's nothing can happen there's no change and that impacts us 
And socially, of course, is our family members. Now, a lot of us, we're trying to stay indoors, and that's what we're advised to do, to keep the social distancing and that sort of thing. But that's kind of difficult to do in, in the house, at least with me and my wife. I don't, I don't have her locked in the closet somewhere and away from me. I can't do that right now anyway. Uh, because she's very ill and sick. So so we're impacted uh, uh, by things that are happening outside of our home and especially now inside of our homes. And it's affecting the way that we deal with one another and ourselves. And spiritual, always like to highlight this piece because sometimes uh, people have a little difficulty recognizing spirituality. And what folks pretty much focus on is on the, the, the uh, aspects of religion, which are social and people gathering and they're promising and they're making agreements to serve whatever uh, Lord or God that they serve uh, together. That's social. And sometimes we have bad experiences socially of, uh, 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 with, and then we start to assign our spirituality to people or something that God is not. But spirituality is your own personal relationship with what you serve and worship. Uh, I, I like to tell my young people or people who are struggling in that way, if you serve and you worship your shoes, well, there you go. But, but in reality, it's as simple as your breathing. So uh, focusing on your breathing and understanding that you can't control your breathing, even if you can just a little bit control your breathing, What's going to happen is if you try and stop it, you're going to pass out, hit your head on the floor. You're going to uh, have a speed, not going to be knocked out. And beyond your ability to do anything else, you'll start breathing. That's what's deeply inside of us. It happens beyond our control. And that's why when we start getting and talking about meditation and, and catching ourselves, we're going to focus on the breathing. If you notice when you're anxious, uh, when you're frustrated, uh, you're angry, what happens to your breathing? And when your breathing gets extorted, uh, uh, um, when your breathing uh, gets distorted, uh, and so is the rest of your life. Mm. Any questions in reference to that? That's just a foundation of where we're going to be. We're going to come back to that. We'll make that more understandable to you and why it's important to be healthy in these four areas. And so now when we're talking about anxiety and those uh, and frustration and the fears that we're facing. Look at yourself. Be mindful of these areas of what's going on with you physically, what's going on with you emotionally and mentally, what's going on socially, what's going on spiritually with you. Okay. There are no questions. Let's move. Let's move into. Uh, having our people now kind of share with their thoughts and concerns uh, what they're facing in this time. Uncertainty. Uncertainty. Okay, you can go back to that other that that other screen. Uh, where it's showing these areas, what are, what are your concerns? What are your concerns? Yeah, there you are. Somebody said uncertainty. Can you share a little bit more about what that means to you?
are like um you you don't know what's going to happen in the future you don't know if it's going to be bad or good so you just have to wait and hopefully it turns out good you're not certain which is bad because you know with this virus spreading around you don't know if you're going to get it or not or if you already have it you're uncertain and you don't know so that's my thing yeah yeah and and you want to share a little bit uh on how it's affecting you and and and, and remember that uh what we're doing as a community we're sharing our thoughts and not fears because perhaps someone else is dealing with it and they don't know how to express it the way that that, that you uh, perhaps uh but we would like for everyone to kind of uh get involved so don't be shy And and please acknowledge who's speaking. So who who's just speaking? Uh that was me. Uh Aaron. Oh okay, Aaron. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And can you can you share a little bit, uh Aaron, uh, on how it's affecting you in the home? Uh who who, may, who else may be affected? What are you noticing about uncertainty with those in your home? Um that okay the way it's affecting me is i have to stay home and i won't be able to go back to school for some time yeah so that's i won't be able to see my friends i won't be able to see the people at the school i won't be able to see my teachers and that affects me because i i'm not used to this yeah it's like it's different for me it's a different situation and I I didn't expect it. That's all. I was yeah. Okay. 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 And and so and so when when you look back on how how would that be? And, and I won't ask everyone this, but if you can say this about yourself, when I'm talking about those four domains, how was it affecting you physically? Yeah. Um. I'm getting exercise a lot more no uh, so so that's 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 the healthy piece that's the healthy piece so so it, 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 as far as uh uh unhealthy uh how is it affecting you physically are you getting the, the, those big muscles that you have are they shrinking <laughs> yeah that's i have a buddy i i had like i had pe and I would always exercise over there most of the time. And uh, now I, I don't walk to school. I don't walk to, I don't walk to and from school. I don't exercise uh, during PE. And yeah, so I, I'm getting less exercise, exercise than I was before, but I'm still getting some form of exercise. That, how is that affecting you mentally anymore? Um, being with my brother and sister, they, I'm, I'm think I'm going insane. Uh huh. Yeah. Okay. All right. Thank you for thank you for sharing. Thanks for sharing, and we'll get back with you. Okay. Okay. And don't hesitate on asking the question either. All right. Uh, is there anyone else?
Um, well, for me, I'm um, I'm kind of experiencing like a lot of the stuff that Aaron was talking about, but like I don't know, I I'm kind of just going stir crazy. Like I'm not having the the social interaction that I feel like most people would need, like not to go crazy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And this is Ethan talking, right? Yeah. <clears throat> so, so, what is it? What? Tell me about. Tell me a fear. A fear that you have, right? That you're experiencing. Are there any? I don't know. I'm just fearing that this thing's gonna last another year. If not, you know, they're gonna find a cure for it. And then there's the, well, there's no cure for this for now and you're not going to be able to go to school and then you're going to start the school year off again and it's just going to really mess up like the schedules and then also having to stay at home and not really go places like there's places that are closed that you wouldn't even like that aren't needed to be closed but like kind of are for the you know reasons of social distancing but like because of the social distancing, they're closing everything, and then there's massive lines at grocery stores, and then soon we're just gonna run out of the supplies because of all these lines and the people going crazy. And then, but yeah, I'm just I got a yeah. Well, thank you for for sharing, and so uh, I appreciate that when I ask you, Ethan, about the fears because uh, everyone. Um, is impacted in some ways that's causing this fear of of having to be alone or having to run out of resources and food and 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 then passing away or, or catching it. So the social distancing, although it's 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 a way to prevent the passing and the spreading of the of the of the virus, which is a which is a good. Thing it does causes us social anxiety as well. Uh, is that is it impacting you? Are you sleeping or uh, what you're doing around the house? I'm I'm cleaning, just cleaning and um doing homework and helping cook dinner and sometimes I'm playing video games. Okay, those are some of the things that you can you can do to kind of starve off the fears. Is it working at all? Some? Um, some yeah. Okay. All right, my friend. We'll get back at you. Thank you. Appreciate your sharing. Anyone else? Um, I have some anxiety, mostly coming from like the parents' point of view. Uh-huh. Um, only because I feel ill-equipped to help my daughter with her schoolwork and stuff. And then I see on the other end of it, her anxiety and her stress of not being able to go to school or her being unable to sleep because she's out of like her normal routine. And so like, I'm like fearful in general, like the most of the general population, you know, about what's going on around us. And then on top of that, like trying to navigate and be the cheerleader for her, but also I don't have answers to give her as far as like, when is this going to end? And, um, you know, like, like 
normal answers that kids look to their parents for comfort. Like I feel like really just anxious about it because I don't have answers for her or I can't help her cope with those things because I myself am still trying to figure out how to do that. Got you. That's great. And and I, I can't see your name down. It's dark out. Oh, um, Bettina, my daughter's one of the sixth graders. Oh, okay, wonderful. Let me ask you this, and thanks for sharing. Quatina, you say? Bettina. I'm gonna say Miss Q for right now because it's dark in my way. Is that, that okay, Miss Q? It's it's B. You can just call me B. Miss V. Miss V. Hey, Miss V. I appreciate it. And just listening to what you're saying, and it seems like uh, the fears that. That, that are around you and that doesn't seem like it's paralyzing you. So let me, let me ask you this, because you're facing it as a leader in your home and what you usually do with your daughter, you don't feel qualified or, or equipped enough to give her the answers that, uh, that, that she's looking for or needed. And we, none of us don't, none of us know right. what's going to happen, but it sounds like to me, you you are in pretty decent emotional shape. Would that be true or no? Um, I think, like, on the outside, yes. But on the inside, like, I feel, like, super, like, anxious. And I can't sleep because I'm feeling like I need to figure out a way to get them through this. And so, like, emotionally, myself, I'm not. But I'm not a very big, like, I'm going to show my emotions on the outside person anyways. But for my children, just being their mom, I can see the anxiousness in them. I can see them feel, you know, a little bit isolated because, you know, their normal routine was interrupted or they're not able to see friends or family like they used to. And um, I do notice that their sleeping patterns are a little bit different than normal like it's harder to get them to like come on let's go to sleep or we wake up or like they take more naps during the day when normally you know they're pretty active kids. right 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 so so some activity is needed for them uh, yeah. uh they, yeah. i mean they get out they go they have basketball and stuff here but they do i definitely do see like a change um in in them yes Yes. And, and, and that, when I said you, you, you were able to give the outside uh, uh, impression uh, that everything is okay, that's needed. That's important, first of all, because they need to, do, to, to see that. As a, as a leader, you, you, although you have those fears, you, 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 you can't afford to fall apart, right? Yeah. And, right. And, 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 and on some ways it's working, right? Yeah, but I think, you know, as they've gotten older, they've learned to see, like, okay, like, there's something bothering mom, even though... Right, right. Yeah. Right, and that's all natural and normal, uh, but there are some things that you are doing that 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 are uh, keeping the household together. I, I'm saying that because when I talk about mindfulness, those are some of the things that I, I want to point out some things that, that you are already doing that you don't need to look on the outside for it. It's already there and it's natural. So we're going to be talking about that. So any other, any other uh, concerns? Paul, we actually have uh, Mr. Munoz. 
okay. that has commented. Uh, Mr. Munoz, did, did you prefer that I comment or would you like to share? I'm going to go ahead and, and share what he what he okay. commented. So he's stating, I'm fearful of death of community members, family, and myself. I'm fearful of friends who might be already struggling with underlying conditions and how they will be able to deal with the virus. I also miss family, friends, and students, and I'm otherwise unable to interact or connect with. That's, that's, can you, can you, when we move in, into the practical strategies piece, uh, uh, Ms. Marilyn, can you share that again? Uh, just because when you said missing family uh, and, and the fear of, of, of getting caught up in the death and that sort of thing, um, because when we, when we look at what we can do for mindfulness to kind of shift because those are real fears. Every, every fear that people are expressing, they're real. And, and it's, so my point is, since they are real, and since we can't change what's happening on the outside around us, we can't stop the virus. And if you all have the answer, please let the world know. We can. And so the impact that it's killing, it, it's, it is truly, it is, it is killing people, thousands by the thousands. And so naturally and normally, we're going to have these fears and they're real. They're real. So my point is when we get down to looking at these things, we make a choice in the moment. How do we want this to impact us? Do we want it to continue to impact us in fearful ways that causes us not to be able to sleep or to eat? Or can we change our perspective and look at it from a different point of view and, and then find the value, uh, as, as, as Ms. V was saying, on how to maintain the leadership in the household without completely falling apart and those uh, behind us and underneath us who are depending on us can look at us and have some semblance of calm because of these things. That's so, so thank you for sharing that. You said, who said that, Mr. Munoz? Mr. Munoz, that's correct. Okay, he, he, and he's not, he's not available or he's, he's not shy. No, are we talking about Mr. Munoz Munoz? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I know he's not shy to get on screen. Is he? I don't know. He, he may just not be available. Okay. And, and so when you get in these comments from the outside, I can't get those, right? Uh, yeah, there's an. No, a I can. No, I don't. But I'm the only one. I need to, to relate them. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, I can't. I can definitely, as they come up, I'll definitely relate okay. them with you. Um, so I just wanted to share. I know that that I appreciate the the sharing of the the students that are on here, and and um, but I and I wanted to share with you some of the maybe some of the journal entries that I've received that have sort of sparked all of this discussion okay. about like, what are our families really going through? And so yes. I went through and just kind of identified um, just a few things. I feel isolated. I feel sad that we're, we're losing people to sickness. Um, all of these changes give me anxiety. I'm uncomfortable. Um, I feel lots of anxiety. I feel worried for my family. I'm scared that we're going to run out of food. I'm not sure when this will end. I feel trapped in my own house. Um, 
I, I'm worried about what's going to happen next. I'm worried that I'm not going to get to graduate or rock, walk across um, the stage. I feel a lot of uncertainty for things that I can't even explain. Yeah. And, 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 if, and if you could, you could verbalize uh, Ms. Burnett, because mm-hmm. you're, you're receiving it. How, how does that make you feel? How does that impact you? Um, a big concern for me, I think, when I read these things, as I, I feel, I feel very sad um, yeah. because I can't, because I, I can't reach them. Yes. Because knowing that they're alone or that I don't have access to them. Uh, right. or that our community doesn't have access to them on a daily basis yes. um, scares me that maybe they're going to feel this long time and nobody's going to be able to talk to them about it. Um, yeah. I think when people get to be able to write, they can dem- they can put out some really honest things, maybe things they wouldn't be willing to say yes. uh, or to verbalize. And so I, I feel a stronger sense of worry because I, I want to just like run to them and right and be there to support them and let them know um, that it's going to be okay. You know, virtual right. hugs are not going to cut it. Right. Um, so I feel a very um, sad. You can have some water. Yeah. And, and, and I think the, the truth in, uh, in reference to what they, they journal, we really thank them for this uh, opportunity to kind of share that because uh, uh, a dollar, to, I bet a dollar to a donut. There are a lot of people, even on this line right here, feels those 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 same feelings, has those same fears, and 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 addressing those things, acknowledging those, getting them out of your mouth is the first step towards uh, uh, moving towards uh, healing or moving towards wellness. It may sound gloomy. It, and it is gloomy. It is. It is sad. It's, it's all of those things, and they're truthful. They're they're true. Uh, and, and but can we, can we, despite all of these things that, that we're feeling and we're going through, the concerns that we're facing, can we do something for ourselves so that it's not impacting our us emotionally in a way that's paralyzing us? That's causing us to continue to utilize our own capabilities, our, our own gifts against ourselves. Can we do something? Uh, my answer to that is yes. And, and that's where we're going to be heading to uh, 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 it, shortly. But I would like to hear, because like the, the concerns that are being addressed, like I can't immediately, I can't take that away from people. We can't, can't as helpers, as teachers, as administrators, and all of those things, we can't take someone's thoughts and feelings away from them. We could only acknowledge that they're there and then look for ways of how people are surviving every minute of the day. The trauma that they've experiencing in your lives, even in your past, what helped you through, Ms. V? What gave you the ability to be able to stand in the gap for your children, not even knowing what to expect tomorrow? 
What is it? And so we want to identify what those things are because everybody has them or else we can get up in the morning. So what it comes down to, as I said earlier, this is not a judgment on who's right or wrong about how, what they're feeling about their actions and behavior. This is something with that because there's, we can, we can rubberneck the issue and the problem all day long because it's real and it's normal to feel what we're feeling. But the truth remains here. Can we affect the way we think, feel, and therefore affect our behavior, therefore affect the consequences that we receive from our behavior? Can we do that in spite of what we see around us? Again, the answer is yes. None of us can stop the sun from rising. It's going to rise. It's going to, to rise, preferably to rise tomorrow. It's going to rise every day. What can you do? You going to stop it? Let me see you trying to stop it. You can't. So if you don't like the sun, uh, you're a vampire probably, you sleep in a coffin, but if you don't like it, you, you know, rising, you can't stop it, but it's going to rise anyway. So what are you going to do? You're going to sit around and be frustrated and angry because you can't stop the sun from rising? Tell me how that's going to work for you in your day. I heard knocking. Somebody let him in. Knocking on the door. Let him in. Hi. I'd like to interject. Please. My name is Quetisha. Oh, I'm the Aaron. Yeah, I'm Aaron's mom, okay? Oh, hi. (laughs) So, in my point of view as a mother, whenever I can't step up to my responsibility, responsibilities I feel like I'm doing something wrong yes so what I usually try and do always is take the proactive way okay so I want to give you some examples of what I did for my family to be proactive please I don't know if you can see my screen I was seeing it. It was dark before, but now I, I, I see it. I see Can it. somebody find me, please? Quetisha? You're showing, you're showing something on the wall there, Quetisha? Yeah, I, I created a whole schedule <laughs> for my family. Yes, ma'am. They have stuff that they're supposed to do. We have our breakfast schedule, our class schedule, our playtime schedule, our lunch schedule. You know, I I try to map out everything to a T so that they know what's going to come next. That's right. You know what I mean? I got the announcement board, you know? Hey, guess what, guys? There's no school on Friday. Yes. I can move on right now. Yeah. I got a calendar. Yes. I'm trying to find ways I need for them to have a schedule. Yes. For them to That's know what they're doing. Medicine. That's right. Because when they're clueless, that's when our, the stress comes in. That's right. So me as their parent, trying to do my best, keeping everything tight and right for, for four children, how can I see it through? 
you you may continue doing what you're doing. I'm trying. Yeah, and 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 know that you you know when you when you say that, Miss Q, we're looking at when our children lose a routine. They it may not look like it when we're dealing with them, but they need discipline and they and they like discipline. When they lose their routine, they lose their mind. And so that's what I tried to create. Yeah, at this point, you're stepping up and stepping in and creating that. I could suggest allow them to help you do it. Allow them input on it in some way. Not that they want they want extra time on their breaks, you know, but input on what you are doing and making them a part of it. And then it kind of creates that unity. And and it keeps that that routine uh, valuable to them because it's a part of their uh, experience. It's a part of their life. Does that make sense? Yes, sir. And and so, but you are doing that's incredible. I hope everyone, other parents are listening to that because when we start talking about practical strategies and mindful resolutions, that's one. That's a beautiful one uh, to to follow because they need routine. Hey, Paul. This routine. is my daughter. My son. Paul, this is uh, Mr. Ruddick. Uh, we uh, we actually did the same thing. We have a daily schedule that includes everything from when we eat and snack, when we're doing school, when we're playing around, when we're doing chores. I mean, it, it even says what time we go and walk the dog around the neighborhood. Wow, right. Um, so that routine is working out really, really well. Um, uh, we're not, we're not as strict as the military about it. I mean, there's certain, there's slide, you know, yeah. um, but it's a great guideline for when my 11 year old comes to me and says, daddy, I'm bored. I'm like, well, what, what's on the schedule? What are we doing today? Yeah. Yeah. And, and so wh why in your mind, even as a teacher, but as a father, uh, and, and and very um, very astute individual, and your, your background is from from Star Wars, so you come and your mind is huge. <laughs> given given that, why is it uh, that it's working out? Why why is it working out for your youngsters on your household, or is it? Well, I, I think it's working for us uh, to to stay focused. Um, and not get lost in our head and our thought about, you know, what's going on in the outside world. Um, the other thing, though, I have to hand it to, you know, I have to hand it to my children's teachers. Uh, yes. they're, they're structuring their lessons pretty well, just like we are at, yes. at, at Changemaker. And, you know, they're reaching out just like Ms. Bennett and is. Um, and so I think that it's, it kind of supports what other people are trying to do for us and help us at the, at the same time. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And, and that, that's, that's mindfulness. And what Ms. Q was saying, that's mindfulness because you are now focused on things other than what you cannot control. And 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 once we're able to do that, you you will find so much more freedom 
so much at peace. It doesn't seem like it when you look outside in the world and see you see those numbers rolling across the screen and and they the people being carted off because they have passed away. And it, those things you can do nothing about. We cannot. They're real and they're happening. But do they have to impact us in, in ways that causes us to be paralyzed in fear? Causes us to not be able to sleep at night. But we have great responsibility for our homes and, and ourselves. And, and we, that's not saying that we can't feel sad or sorry for what's happening to the people outside of ourselves. I don't know if you all heard the, the story of the driver, uh, the bus driver in Detroit. Uh, he had made a comment and had went on, on the media, on Facebook and all those things, and talking about the, the, the rudeness of the lady and what could have happened on his bus. Well, I guess three days later, uh, two days later or something, he contacted, uh, 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 he was tested and, and was found to have the disease. And I think three days later, he died. That's sad. And, and that, that's scary because we have to go out to the grocery stores and put on masks and put on gloves and all of those things. And, and we have to do that because we have to do that. And so there are things that we need to do and we have to do. But while we're doing them, do we have to do them with feeling fear? Can we just look at that from a position of I'm helping my family, I'm helping this person? Serving other people in this time of fear is a healthy way to live a healthier lifestyle. Any, thank you, Mr. Ruddick. Anyone else? Paul, I just want to just uh, speak from the educator's perspective. Yes, right? sir. And kind of what's going on. And so, you know, we're used to running 100 miles an hour and, yes. uh, and making sure that we're running everything and we're taking care of everything. And we're taking yes. care of our families and our young people. And really, it's felt since um, since before the school closure, right? The there's rhythms to the school year, and right, and spring break is usually one of those lulls where we get to rest and rejuvenate, and then come back to kind of finish off the school year. And it's been honestly like we just had to switch lanes and run twice as fast um, to make sure that we're creating some semblance of stability yes. for our families and our young people. And it's you know, I, I had to say, you know. Now work is from the minute my eyes open to the minute my eyes yes. close. Uh, it's, it's work is constant, right? There's yeah. messages coming in at, at all hours, right? To meet all yes. of the different needs that are, that are coming through. And, and I think part of it is also like, it's not just stress, but now it's like overworked yes. <laughs> in a time where, yes. where, you know, everybody's saying, well, everything's shut down. And it's like, well, it doesn't feel like it's shut down. Right. It feels like right. we're running faster than we've ever had a run right. before just to, just to create uh, a tenth of normalcy of what we had when we were just doing our everyday like it's almost like we could do it clockwork right. right it was just like close our eyes and we could just do the work and now it's like whoa there's all these variables and it is non-stop yeah. right i had to tell a colleague on, on sunday i said i haven't i haven't stopped since before spring break i need to have a day where i'm not doing something right. just for a second so i'll get to you tomorrow you know but the but that that desire to want to help others right in this time 
is sometimes overpowering where like I want to help, but yeah. that could also be stress in and of itself. That's right. At least from what I felt. That's right. So what are you doing to take care uh, of Luis? What, what, what have you found? Anything that, that, that works for you? Yeah. I mean, for me, it's, it's finding moments. Uh, I have an old pickup truck yes, sir. <laughs> and, and I'm, I'm out in the shop. I'm, I'm fixing something. I'm, I'm doing something that has an end uh, yeah. that I can see a concrete finish to. Yes. Uh, and so it's like, well, I'm going to fix this thing that I have let go for a long time. Right. We're going to, you know, I think a lot of people being at home are starting are doing that. Like there's this project that was on hold, but I'm trying to pick these small micro projects that I can see a finish to where yes. I know the outcome. Right. I mean, I know the outcome to all these other things, but I know the outcome if I do this. Right. 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 Create small and moments of success. Those things are, when we talk about, when I'm dealing with our, our folks that are in recovery, they have in their mind so many failures and they just can't seem to stop getting high and they know that it's destroying their life. One is, I always advise them to look at what they've done uh, uh, that's caused some type of success in their life, even if it's small. And when they find that thing to put a feather in their cap, Remember, I don't know how old you are, but some of us, I'm going to date myself, we used to have, uh, uh, we're in the classroom, when we did something good, we'd get a blue star or gold star and, and, and that sort of thing. And that, that reminded us that we did something well. We did something good, and that made us feel good, even for that moment, or even from that day. And so that's where, uh, uh, so, so not only were we talking about uh, looking at uh, uh, we're, we're definitely not rubbernecking the problem, but we wanted to kind of express uh, ourselves and kind of put those things up on uh, up on the board so that we all can look at it and know that we're not alone uh, in this. Although we may feel alone, the social distancing and, and that, but we are not alone uh, in the issues and the problems that we're facing in our in our lives. Prior to uh, the the virus and its impact in our lives. Uh, some of us uh, have struggled and have been struggling in our lives, but we have had some successes uh, in, in going through that day. Even when it looked like we weren't gonna make it, it's too large, I can't change it. I, we, we went to bed and we got up the next day and got on it. And so those are skill sets that we have inside of us. We got drives. It's, Tired of ourselves that 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 puts us into a space of being great if we so choose it to be. Uh, uh, as you're saying that, I'm thinking about right now. You got the impact of this virus, or now I can't even come down to Tucson right now uh, because I'm here with my wife who had, whose kidneys failed in December. And in, and in the process of her trying to get well in the hospital, she developed uh, a virus, uh, 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 um, viral meningitis, which has now affected her brain and how she thinks, uh, uh, what she remembers, how she goes and carries on through that she's getting better. But that has been a struggle right in my face every day, every day. And uh, but I have to spend time in making sure I take care of her every day. I have to create moments of joy and mo moments of of satisfaction. The moment because I cannot change what's happening to her. And so, but my focus is on helping her 
and it's it, it's every day, every minute of the day. Actually, when I I can't sleep because I got to make sure she's breathing well or whatever this is, and I'm not complaining with that at all. What I'm saying is that's something we all have to go through every day with things that we cannot change. If if I lose my mind, if I uh, I set up and I, I cry daily on that, even because it's the saddest thing in the world because of who she is and what she's used to be doing in her life. Dr. Frankie Gibson, psychologist, running a, a, a organization or a program for, for girls who are being sexually abused and, 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 and pimped on the streets. So she, she has capabilities and strength uh, uh, of, uh, of a thousand oxes, but not able to perform and to act. And so I have to stand in the gap for her in that time, even during times such as these. So it, it doesn't allow me time to focus so much on what's going on with the virus. And I know that it exists and it's scary, but because my mind and my focus is not on it, it's not affecting me in the way that it's affecting other people. It did affect me. I didn't have, couldn't, couldn't find any toilet tissue for a while. But, but, but I did because once people had done all their shopping, I was able to go out and get mine because they had bought up everything that they needed. So, so there are some ways to move through these fears. Is there any, before I go into anything else, before I go on to the practices and strategies, I don't know what our time looks like, but I do want to share uh, those things uh, that, that can help. Is there anyone else, or and I, I'm not trying to stop who wants to share, but if anyone else wants to share, please, please do. And Paul, we, ha we have a good 10 minutes, so. Okay. Okay. I, 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 okay, I got as long as this, this computer stay powered, so uh, <laughs> whatever we, we, we need to do for our folks. Uh, anyone else would like to share their thoughts and feelings? and concerns about how the virus, uh, COVID-19, is impacting their lives. Yeah. Colleen, did you have a comment? Uh, yeah, well, uh, it's not having an immediate effect except for uh psychologically and yeah. don't like it <laughs> at all yeah. um and yeah um i find i'm not really getting out quite as much yes. uh when i should be um just because you know i don't have to and so, and it's, uh, it's not part of my routine uh, anymore. But I do try to keep a schedule for myself. Um, get rest every day, you know, things like that. Um, as far as making a schedule for my boys, it doesn't work as well, I don't think, if the kids are already in high school. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's my experience <laughs> all right so uh, but yeah i have a lot of pressure nonetheless you know because i'm the the only parent now wow. and so there's a lot of a lot of, lot of 
stress there for sure. Um, just make sure everything is right. But uh, yeah, it seems to be going okay. Um, I do find some fun things like uh, Pluto the dog. I don't know if you guys know about Pluto the dog on Facebook. If you search <laughs> Pluto living, you can hear it's kind of silly. It's a it's a dog talking is what it is. It's, you know, voiceover. But um, it's a little bit situation specific and it's pretty funny. So I, you know, I enjoy looking at things like that. Um, you have to find some distraction as well. If you don't have a, a job that you can do at home, um, which I do, but it's only part-time. So, yeah. Uh, uh, you, you said, Ms. Colleen, uh, that it's mm -hmm. psychologically when I when I talk about those those, those four domains those other areas uh, 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 mental and physical that's one that's one of the domains and it, it's it's if it affects you psychologically it definitely affects you emotionally is that right yes sir yes yeah. sir yeah. the yeah. other thing I am doing is uh, meditation I yes. just found out uh, um, uh, 12, a uh, 12 minute, um, satanama. You guys can YouTube that if you want. It's just 12 minutes, so it's really easy and relaxing to do. Yes. So, and, and I that's good. Yeah, I, I appreciate that. And remember to chime in when we start talking about we're going to move into uh, into practices and strategies and mindful resolutions because not only that when we're affected psychologically, we're affected mentally, we're, and we're also affected uh, 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 spiritually and physically, right? Because that can wear us out uh, in, in ways that we're, we're, we're not doing what we normally actually do. So let's, let's, let's move in this area, and this always happens, and so please forgive me, we we seem to seem to talk about the issue more than more time than we have for uh, the, uh, the 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 healing piece and the mindfulness. But I'm going to do what I can to kind of get these things uh, in, and we can always come back a little bit later. Okay, so uh, uh, so uh, if we can move back um, to yes, can I say something? Yes, please. I'm sorry. Can I say something? I have to get off. I need to go. But thanks very much, everyone. Thanks. Thank you, I need to go. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you, thank you later. Later. Thanks. Thanks. Bye. Bye, Joseph. Yeah, I'm going to comment on what you had told us and what you do, so you won't hear behind I'll your back. Tell him you said bye. <laughs> <laughs> bye, right. Joseph. Said bye. Okay. Bye, bye. Um, so, so first of all, can we go? I'm going to go kind of quickly through some of these things there, Mr. Luis. So if we could pop back, I'm gonna do the slides now. Uh, the first two, we're talking about the automatic, the automatic process. We're looking at why we get caught up and in, 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 in at the same way uh, we get caught, we get, uh, we get uh, caught up, we're going to slide, slide three. 
Paul, you'll, Paul, you'll have to tell me which one, okay? Okay, uh, slide three, the automatic process. Can you see this? Oh, that. yes, right. Oh, okay, okay. So, so let's kind of look at this, uh, and so you will have a greater understanding. Can let's go, let's go to the to the to the bottom half of the slide first. I think that'll be a better impact, and then I can come back to the, to Which, the top of the slide. Is where it says rule one and two. Rule number one and rule number two. And it's you're on the same slide. The same slide number three. And at the bottom, there's something. Ah, uh, there we are. Okay. Now, <clears throat> what you've seen with the automatic process and where we headed with this is that when I said that it's natural and normal to experience these fears when our lives are threatened. And when we're threatened, we act in ways that 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 we feel is best for us so that our lives are saved uh but the issue and problem with that when we're acting out of fear or out of pain or out of frustration the the only uh a consequence that we receive in most of those cases is an unhealthy one not and i don't want to say wrong because when i look at substance addiction people are using substances not it call, you call it coping, but they're using substances to protect themselves from the pain that they experience. But the consequences of using substances drive you into self-destruction, and, and which is a, and then you have an unhealthy sense of yourself. That's not so unlike as, as, a, as a teacher uh, or a parent, per se, who's making a choice and decision about what their child should do and may do and they feel and they're acting from their own fears of what happened to them in the past can drive that young person into making a choice and decision that's unhealthy for them. And then the parent feel less than. We've already heard parents admit to the fact that if, if they feel that they can't do exactly what's needed for their kid, then they don't feel good about who they are, right? That's not so different from what we're ex experiencing with the virus there is, and, and people dying in our lives and that sort of thing. What can we do? And we can't. And we get fearful. We can't, we can't meet family members that we normally would meet. So we feel less than because of that. And so what I like to talk about is, first of all, is get rule one and rule two in us so that we can move forward again on the same page. So rule one, if you look at it, it's supposed to be a, a, an arrow going back and forth, but you see these squares have taken up. So it didn't, it, it, it's supposed to be an arrow. So what this says is how you think influence how you feel. How you feel influence how you think. And when that, when that thinking comes back to that feeling for the second time, it develops into emotion because you have given it, uh, you have given that uh, feeling uh, uh, energy. Therefore, it starts to take action. A thought is a thought. And a feeling is a feeling. But an emotion is gasoline that moves us forward in action. So the behavior occurs. After the behavior occurs, then the consequence occurs. And I usually ask my young folk what are consequences, and they usually report as something bad. But the actual consequence is a result of the actions and be behaviors that we, 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 we perform.
And then when we get that consequence, we either have a healthy sense of ourselves or unhealthy sense of ourselves. So when we were talking earlier, uh, and Miss Q was talking about what she's doing with her children, establishing routine for them, uh, it, 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 it leads to a healthy uh, sense of themselves because they're doing something of routine and they feel good about it. If they didn't, some other consequence they received, maybe she'll take the Game Boy away or, or like my folks used to do, get the belt. That will lead you to an unhealthy sense of yourself. So how you think influence how you feel, how you feel influence how you think. And that influence your emotions, which influence your behavior, your consequences. Now, I like to point out when I say rule one, this is true and this is real. And this is what established. So when you make a choice, you make a choice only because of how you were thinking and feeling about yourself. There is nothing on the outside of you going on the virus or anything around that's making you feel the way you do. You're making a choice. You're making a choice. And that's not saying that it's, you shouldn't be sad. That's not saying it's a bad situation. And this doesn't make you selfish to want to feel more calm and healthy for yourself. You can't control what's happening outside of you. It can't, you cannot do that. But you can control and make a difference on what's going inside of you. And if you can do that with yourself, you can do that with the folks in your household. Does that make sense? Uh, uh, um, we talked about we, we talked about the uh, the structure uh, in, in our homes and the things that we're doing and the impact that it's making. That's what's true about Rule One. There is no such thing as I I hit I I smacked him in the head because he made me mad. That that that's that's true. But it's, but it's a true lie. It's, it's true only because you believe it, but it's a lie because that's not really controlling how you think and feel. You are. It, it, would, it, would, be, it would be a true truth if what you were saying was you decided that to get angry and frustrated because somebody was doing something that you could not control. So currently, the virus is doing something that we cannot control but we choose to be upset or frustrated or anxious about it. Does that make sense at all? So rule one is easy for people to accept because it's true. Rule two is where people find it difficult. Rule two is you're, you, you, you choose to have either an unhealthy sense of yourself or unhealthy sense of yourself. If you, you can gather these two rules, and like I said, this is not saying, this is not about being right or wrong. This is about choice. This is about choosing to feel okay with what's going on around you, in your home, with your family, whatever that may be, with the virus. Because if you don't, and you continue thinking about it in an unhealthy way, it's not going to get better. It can't get better. It cannot. So. Choosing how you think and feel. Your perception about anything around you weighs heavy on your attitude, your perception. Does that make sense? Uh, so let's pop back up to the, uh, and this is how um, we deal uh, and what's happening with that process of, of, of happening. We get, we get uh, at the top of the page in Maryland, if we can get there, uh, I'll speak on it. So this is called an automatic process. 
this is truly what's happening inside of us when we see something outside of us. We're triggered by something or an experience that we had inside that we can relate to. You see this? This color, this is yellow. And if I ask you what color it was, you would tell me yellow. And I'll ask you, how do you know it's yellow? And it's only because of the experiences that you've had in your past that you can claim this to be yellow. So if, 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 if love, for example, in my life, if love had something to do with yellow and yellow and, and, and love itself caused me pain and frustration because I lost my folks every time I thought about them, I thought about the death and the pain associated with it and the abandonment at the very end when people told me that they loved me, guess what? The fear was that they were going to hurt me beyond my control. I got a sensation in my body. Uh-oh. And I got a thought, oh, they're going to hurt me. Then I got a strong emotion. I better do something about this so I don't get hurt. Now I had a strong craving to do something. And if on the other side of the screen that you can't see right now, it, that, that then we use something. We act and we behave. And that behavior goes to a consequence to have us to feel good about who we are or we don't feel good about who we are. So it's not the virus. It's not the virus that's causing us to feel the way that we're feeling. It's not the impact of that the virus is having on the world around us and on those people. It's not that that's causing it. It's us in our own heads. And so uh, uh, making the choice to feel better about who we are is a choice. That's what rule one and two are saying. I hope you, 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 you got that. I hope that you got that. And I'm going to move forward. And we can, you don't have to remember all of this. You just have to do things uh, that, that lead you to feel good about who you are, rather than focusing on things that you can't control that have you to feel less than to where you are. So perception, as I said earlier, is, is our attitude, our attitude is, is it, it, from my attitude, we, uh, matters because it, it, it drives our choices. So if you could go to slide number five real quick. It has presentation for a uh, framework on the top, but it's about perception. Yep, the next one. Okay, so uh, perception. You know, if, if, you're th if, if your thinking is limited, then your life is limited. If your thinking is surrounded by the fears and the frustrations of those of the, the virus and its impact, and you cannot control it, then it limits the way that you can live your life. That's what's true. Uh, and hopefully that's not too harsh or too hard because I'm not talking about right and wrong. I'm talking about choosing to be healthy or unhealthy. So here's, a, here's an example, and you all can read this. I'll read it how someone would read it. Uh, uh, Mr. Ducks, Mr. Not Ducks, Osar, Lib, Mr. Ducks. That's how that reads. Uh, am I wrong? Anybody? So if that's true, Mr. Ducks, Mr. Not Ducks, Osar, Lib, uh, Mr. Ducks. That's our perception. That's what we see. But the story behind this is two farmers are sitting on the fence, looking across the farm. The one farmer says to one of them, hey, what's that on that pond? The other farmer says, them are ducks. The next farmer says, them are not ducks. The next farmer says, oh, yes, they are. Then the farmer looks real good at, at the pond, and he says, well, I'll be 
MR ducks. Perception, perception, perception. It affects how and leads to the choices that we have. And so it's up to us. It's up to us to make a choice and find things that's going to make us feel good about who we are. Miss Colleen talked about, you, you know, meditation. So, and she talked about looking at the Pluto and she talked about those things that bring humor into our lives. Uh, 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 Luis was talking about uh, the truck that he has to kind of take his focus away uh, from uh, uh, what's happening on the outside of him. Mr. Reddick and Ms. Q talked about the, 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 the structure that they're providing in their homes, making the choice to do something. We have to continue to do those things. And so adding to this, the things that we have to practice, strategies and mindful resolutions, uh, slide number six. We still on time, Ms. Marilyn? Or do I have to run through this uh, really quickly? Uh, mindfulness. And we got a definition of, of, of mindfulness and practices of mindful. That's the second piece. Uh, that's the second. I think that's, let me see what that is. Meditation sessions. Okay. 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 Well, meditations, these are things that I found on a website called positivepsychology.com. And it's talking about meditation. Meditation is the ability to put yourself in your own mind, utilizing the process of focused breathing, visualizing it, and when extra thoughts come jump into your head, you don't try and control them. You just have them ride through your mind and stay with the focus on the breathing. Allow it to allow you to stay with the breathing. And you do that focused breathing uh, and, until you feel calm. And there are lots of strategies and ways to do it. Uh, but the simple way is to breathe and focus on your breathing for a certain amount of time. Being aware of your body, from your toes to your head, calming those, following the beat of your heart, to calmness. You associate the movements, or you associate the beating of the heart and your breathing, which things we cannot control, with the thoughts that you're allowing to pass through you. So if you can imagine the Ronstadt Center, and there are tons of buses coming through there every day, and you don't know where you're headed. You don't know when this thing is over with. Uh, and, and you jump on a bus and you don't know where you're going. You jump off that bus because it's not taking you where you think you want to go, only to catch the next bus in the terminal, to go to the end of the terminal and to drop off and to jump off and to do it all again. That was just how the thoughts roll through our head about what's going on. You can't do that. What you have to do is just allow that bus to roll. Let it, allow that thought to just pass through your head as you're focusing on your breathing. Because in order to continue to live, you have to breathe. And if you associate those thoughts and, and, and what you're trying to do to relax with the breathing, you will get there. So there are some, some different exercises, like it says raisin exercise. You just grab a raisin and you focus on the texture of it as you're feeling it and, and, and thinking about it. That helps you build your focus. Again, 
meditation, mindful exercises is taking your mind off of taking your mind off of the issues and problems that we're facing. So you got body scan when you look at your body. You got mindful seeing where you visualize something in your mind and stay there uh, and, and focus on the breathing while you're focusing on what you're seeing. Uh, mindfulness of your breath and uh, the sounds of it, how it's working through your body. Acceptance of thoughts and feelings uh, through the exercise. Because as you're trying to relax, everything will pop in your head. Oh, you better go and get some toilet tissue because they're going to buy it all. And your mind go there, then you're lost. You, 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 your, your focus is gone, but you don't try and chase that and even, or even stop it. You just let it roll. And you breathe through it. Uh, acceptance of, of social anxiety, what's happening uh, going around you as you're breathing. You're focusing on this social distancing and making it okay because it's okay to breathe. Mindful listening uh, is, is about the same thing. And this is doing, this is, and this, this exercise you could be done in a group. So you're listening to somebody as they're running and talking about whatever it is. Now you're monitoring how you're thinking and feeling about what they're saying. Uh, uh, the, and focusing on your breathing and guided uh, breathing is the next one. So I don't have time to cover all of those, but you can find those uh, on the website, Positive uh, Psychology. Again, it's an activity that you can do that can cause you to feel uh, 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 calm instead of just focusing on what's going on uh, uh, caught up. These are individual things that you can do. Uh, about compassion, how you feeling about a certain thing, and focusing on that thing and breathing and not making any judgment about it, not focusing on unhealthy things. And if it comes up, so what? It come up. You don't judge it. You just move through it. Continue to breathe. Okay. Um, so we 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 pop down to to youth, and these are some of the things that you can do at home with your kids. This is out of a book called One Hundred and Four Activities uh, That Build, and this is the book. Um, and the author is Alana Jones, but it has tons of activities in this book, and not necessarily this one, but you can look for activities for your young people to do that you can join in with or they can do on their own. And, and so self-esteem and team building, communication, anger management, self-discovery, and coping skills. Uh, there are some examples of some of the activities that are in the book. Uh, the story, story builds communication. Garbage art is where you just pick stuff around the house and you have a project, create some art. And all of these uh, utilize discussion. So even when we're looking at the, I said earlier, Ms. Q was talking about the, the, the schedule that she builds for the routines for her young people, not only allow them to jump in and to be a part of that, but also discussing and talking about it. So that gives you things to do in the household too and keep you busy and keep your mind occupied and focused. And you're doing something well for your children as well as for yourself. Hope that makes sense to you. There's a, and, and so there's another one, Good, Bad, and Ugly, that deals with anger management, talking about positive, healthy ways to deal with the anger. We all are frustrated. So we all need activities that we can find to do. A hundred, a hundred in, in, encourage uh, uh, the, 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 uh, the, the story or the piece about a hundred is to encourage engagement and exercise and improve our physical health. And it promotes fitness as coping skills. 
We need healthy coping skills instead of firing ourselves up with our own skill sets and feeling less than for things that we cannot control. We can utilize those same skill sets to bring us into feeling healthy about ourselves. And then there are other activities like board games, card games, video games, puzzles uh, that you can, as a, as, as a family member, create competitive or non-competitive tournaments in a household. Uh, 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 different things that get your kids active, whether you're playing outside, outdoors, uh, if possible, and doing certain events and activities that bring laughter and joy and togetherness and create a different focus in your head. And then there's also arts and crafts. So uh, in, in doing that, we're looking at this process when if we catch on fire and in the thoughts and feelings that we discussed earlier, frustration, fear, pain, loneliness, all of those are like fire burning in our souls and burning in our hearts. But what does firemen tell us to do if we don't fire? Simple, stop, drop, and roll. And which means that we don't oxygenate the fire by keeping running with the same old thoughts. The stop, the stop is not stopping thinking. You cannot, when you go back to the automatic process, you can't stop a trigger. You can't stop a, a, a sensation from happening. You can't stop a thought. You can't stop the emotion. You cannot stop the craving and you cannot stop the behavior once that thing is on the road. But what you can do is you can catch yourself feeling a certain way where the stop is actually being aware of the way that you're feeling. And because you're feeling that way, you're not going to judge that you're angry. You're not going to judge that you're frustrated. You're not going to judge that you're anxious. You're just going to recognize it and acknowledge it. And if you can catch yourself at that feeling of anxiety, fear, or pain, guess what? You must be okay. Because if you couldn't catch yourself and be aware of the fact of how you're feeling, then you're not okay, my friend. You're not. And the act of this thing is once you recognize that you're okay, you just simply drop in an affirmation. You, you can drop in an affirmation that I'm, I, I'm okay. Uh, I'm feeling okay. And guess what? You roll with I'm okay. So if you can't for exercise, you know, let me hear you say, uh, you can uh, if you like, but say it to yourself, yes, I can. And not just yes, I can, but yes, I can. And what that'll do, that'll change the way you look. It'll change the way you feel. You get this big old smile on your face. Your body feels a little differently. That's you doing that, not me. And that's very simple that you have, when you look back at rule one and two, you have a choice to feel either less than about yourself or feel affirming about yourself. How do you feel about you? You make that choice. So these activities that we're talking about is takes your focus off of the craziness around us that we cannot control, put them directly onto you. And that man or that person in the mirror makes that change, then everyone around you then will have the effects of that change. I hope that makes sense. Change your perception on how you're seeing things. It'll change your attitude. You won't have the uckets or uh, I can't find any answers here and there. You can find answers inside yourself. They're there waiting for you to, uh, to access. Not what's happening outside of you. Not to say don't, don't know and being aware of that, but your focus for change is inside of you. Does that make sense? I hope it does. Yeah.
These are our activities that you can use. Uh, I, I, again, we went back to the autom automatic process, but that was only because I was describing uh, how to use the stop, drop, and roll. You use the stop, drop, and roll at the emotion. You become aware at the emotion because you can't stop once you're triggered. You look outside, you see somebody dying or the, the, they got the last roll of toilet tissue. Man, you're triggered in a, a sensation and a thought and emotion that is unhealthy. And then that affects your, your ability to act. That's what that is saying. And you can change, you can change that. You can change that using the, uh, uh, a visualize something that makes you feel good about who you are and roll with that. Yes, I can. Yes, I can. <laughs> Go with that and roll with that. And that'll change your attitude. That'll help you move on and, and live a healthier lifestyle and have a healthier sense of yourself. Just that act alone and everything that you do. You may remember this or you may not. But, but if you can think about this, uh, I ask you this question. Are you somebody? Are you valuable? Are you important? You are important to somebody, to your babies if you're a parent, to your students if you're a teacher, to your mom if you, if you have parents, to your brother, your sister. You are somebody. You are somebody. So let me hear you say that. I am somebody, just like you said, yes, I can. So when these things come up around you, these fears come up around you, you tell yourself that you are somebody. And you tell yourself, yes, you can be somebody. It'll change, it'll change your focus. It'll change your, 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 how you're looking at life. And you are somebody based on this, this slide, this next slide that I'm going to show you. I, I am somebody. It's slide 11. Keep going, if you will, right here. And I don't know if you can see this to capture this, this whole, this whole thing. Uh, but what it is, uh, a question, and what you should remain and have inside when I ask you, are you valuable? And that's where you have to run to when you have this sense of you can't control what's going on around you, which you cannot control the virus, the impact that a virus is having in the world, and then even in your own home. But they stop, drop, and roll. I want you to have this in your mind that I am somebody. And the reason that you are, if you think about it, I took this nice round number of 10,000. Tadpoles. And what that is saying, at the time of conception, when your mom and dad got together, unless you got brought into this world by a stork or, or, or a petri dish, right? And if you have, that's okay too. Uh, but at the time of conception, at least 10,000 tadpoles were secreted into your mama's womb. 10,000. 10,000. How many... Of those tadpoles, what do you mean sperm, right? Tell me those tadpoles fertilize the egg. One. One. That means out of, out of 9,999 other potential lives, you got to the point that you needed to, to live. You did. No one else. You did. That's power. And if you understand that, if you understand that power that you have inside of you to control how you think, feel, and behave, there is nothing, 
that happens around you, outside of you, that can affect how you truly would like to feel if you choose to feel peace, choose to feel wellness, choose wellness, choose wellness, despite what's happening around you, choose wellness. And if you can do that, you can live a healthy lifestyle with a yes, I can attitude. Now, uh, I want to thank you for, for, for being a part of this uh, presentation. There's a slide there. I think you got it. We talk about humor and what humor does for ourselves. Here's something that I found. And when I first showed it, I showed it to a group of young African-American kids that I was going, they didn't, they didn't find it funny in, in a sense because, you know, you, I don't even have to add to that, but this is the reality. It says, smile for you. Smiling is infectious. You catch it like the flu. When someone smiled at me today, I, I started smiling too. I passed around the corner and someone saw my grin. When he smiled, I realized I passed it on to him. I thought about the smile, then I realized its worth. A single smile, just like mine, can travel around the earth. So if you feel a smile began, don't, let, don't leave it undetected. Let's start an epidemic, quick, and get the world infected. Everyone needs to smile. And my smile goes to you. Choose wellness. Thank you. Any questions? I know we went a little bit over, but if you have any questions, now is the time. Marilyn? Louise? Well, I just want to thank you so much for your time for providing us this insight and for, again, helping us to ground kind of, again, ourselves and our thought process. Uh, this is what we're hearing from our, our students, our, our families, um, and from each other, right? That these, these uncertain times that caused all of these things to creep into our mind. And, uh, and thank you so much for helping us to kind of lay a, a foundation to say, yes. you know, even with this happening, we have control. We have control of one thing, and, and that's our mind, our attitudes, our beliefs, our emotions, our feelings, and, and how that rolls forward you're talking about. So thank you so much, Paul. It's beautiful uh, to have you on, to, 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 for you to bless us with your time and, and with your knowledge. Uh, we're, we're extremely grateful uh, for making this time. Um, I want to thank everybody who, who joined us. I know some people had to come in and, and, and leave and et cetera, uh, but we'll continue. Um, thank you so much for, uh, for providing us all this information, Paul. We, we, we appreciate you so much. We will wish you well. We wish good health on you and your wife and your family. Um, and, and we, we want to uh, continue to stay in touch with you and continue to uh, work alongside you for the betterment of, of the community. So thank you, Paul. For, you know, sincerely, yeah. thank you so much. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I, I appreciate the opportunity. And my prayer is that it was somewhat clear uh, to most everyone. You just you, you just laid it out and uh, to what exactly uh, in the direction that I was going, Louise. And that's your mindset. And I pray that if there's any concerns and questions, that 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 people contact us. So contact you, contact Ms. Marilyn, contact Ms. Burnett. Uh, you all have an understanding about this, and I'm willing to share uh, most of this information. Some of the slides are 
are my personal things that, but if people uh, would like to uh, get copies or talk about it, I'd like to talk about it if they get it. Uh, some of the other information that uh, we shared earlier, the agenda and those types of things are open. I mean, I would like to continue following up and following through and, and training uh, people on how to learn to utilize the best of who they are to get the best out of themselves to live a healthier, more productive lifestyle with a yes, I can attitude. So uh, again, thank you all very much. If there are any other comments or questions, please don't hesitate. Here we just have uh, a couple of folks. Uh, Ms. Snook is saying thank you for this. Uh, Mr. Munoz, thank you so much, Paul. Uh, Ms. Mickey, thank you. Uh, yes. Mr. Ruddick, uh, yes, thank you very much. Um, and again, um, um, B, thank you to all the Changemaker staff for your hard work and dedication to our students and our yes. community. So yeah. um, just some, a few comments there as we're exiting okay. here. And thank you so much again, Paul. Thank you so much, everybody. Uh, Mr. Thank Test you, saying, uh, thank you, Paul. Uh, gracias, Paul. Some great suggestions for coping with the circumstances. So, um, again, you. we're gonna uh, we're gonna uh, keep on keeping on, everybody. Thank you so much. Have a good evening and uh, and rest of the week. Thank, thank you, Paul. Thank you, Paul. Bye. Thank you, thank you Paul. Right, thank thank you, you, everyone. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.